When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. Easy go golf cars. Perfect for the neighborhood. Your farm. Your hunting camp. Easy go golf cars. You can find them at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. American made, Augusta, Georgia. That's right. Where they play the Masters every year. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. We're 1059 The Zone ESPN. Show is also brought to you by Bulldog Burger in uh, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Amazing burgers, great appetizers, and a great selection of craft beer, including Key City Beer out of Vicksburg, Mississippi. Key City Beer. Drink local. It is delicious. Jason and I like that Mexican lager from Key City. It's awesome. Their Oktoberfest is delicious, too. And that Mississippi Queen is just old reliable. I know. Like a great blonde ale. I know. That's why whenever you ask me, you know, it's like, hey, you, you want to pour up a beer? Uh, what do I always say? Yes. Yes. It's a damn good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we welcome in Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Insider, the Ole Miss Spirit, on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, Jake, what were you most surprised about from Saturday's game, Ole Miss and Bama? I think it was I, maybe a kind of a low-hanging fruit, but the halftime score. I don't think anybody saw seven-six. I mean, people may have expected a close score, but maybe not a score where each team's not put up double-digit points. I think that was, you know, the most surprising thing, and the you know, kind of the one A or one B to that is just whatever happened to Ole Miss, which has been a strong second half team this year and I know the competition is much different than what they had in Tuscaloosa but they've managed to you know come out in the second half and be strong and, and what happened this this past weekend was a team that looked like all its energy had gotten zapped and when when Milrow kind of made those few big plays coming out of that on that first drive coming out of halftime it just seemed to to suck whatever was left out of them and you know I this was their chance to do it and they, they didn't do it I think just the whole game itself was surprising as well instead of just pulling from one small thing that, you know, Alabama didn't look impressive to me in the first half. No. This is probably the best Ole Miss defense has played against, and this is probably the best team they've played against this year of the four, and this was the best that unit had played for two quarters. And, you know, they finally got Suntering Perkins to, to flash and, and was kind of the spy on Milrow and kept him in check in the first half. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he got that big – pick off in the in the end zone to kind of slow down momentum but I think there was two bend but didn't break type drives by the defense and then in the second half it just all kind of fell apart went away and they just got worn down the defense did as the, you know the offense could barely struggle to stay out there for an average of three to four five plays a drive if that in the second half I agree with I agree with that well done laid it out Jake Thompson Ole Miss insider talking Ole Miss Bama um, close game for a while on Saturday, and then Alabama took control of uh, their offensive line, took control 
of the game and and put it away. I agree with Jake that Ole Miss's defense played fast and physical early and gave Alabama some problems. Jake, I'm going to drop some audio. I know you were there, you and I, to uh, discuss it. This is Lane Train post game. I'm not there yet. I mean, this was really discouraging to come in here. Really thought this was our shot to, to beat these guys. Um, just thought there were some things there we could do and didn't get them done today. So we'll worry about next week and I guess later today. Jake, you were there. Did you get the sense from tone and demeanor that um, he really knew that, you know, Bama's down and, and he may not get another opportunity like this against Saban? Yeah, he, he said it and Dart even kind of went a step further after Kiffin when we talked to him and, and said, you know, our whole team felt this was our chance or our year to get him. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember the same line, but similar vein of what Kiffin said. And, you know, what my takeaway from that is, yeah, I mean, and then they probably bought into that and it just expounded that feeling at halftime with the score being 7-6. They were up 7-3 most of a half until that Alabama got that other field goal to get closer. And I'm sure that was the belief of, you know, we're kind of playing, they're kind of playing to our, our game, our speed. We're, we're in control. And then the wagon wheels just came off. And, you know, last November, Kiffin was just despondent. You could see it on his face. I mean, he if he had chose not to say one word in the press conference then, you would have known that one really got him. That one hurt him. And then we saw the, the trickle-down effect the rest of the regular season in the Texas Bowl. I saw a little bit of that this week. In that, in that, especially having a chance to beat him in Tuscaloosa, but not as bad. And so now the question is, and, and we'll talk to him here just a little bit this morning, you know, they harp so much on that loss affecting the rest of their season, kind of that start of that adversity that they didn't handle well is what they've harped on in the off season, the spring, and to us in camp. Now the question is how does they handle that similar start of adversity with what they got coming up these next two weeks against two teams that look real good against each other uh, Saturday night in LSU and Arkansas. So they don't really have a chance to, to kind of bounce back with a ULM game or something like that. This this adversity that they harped on that they're ready to kind of face this disco round is right here. So, you know, it was a little telling, but also a little like maybe they knew how to handle this a little bit better than a year ago. But, of course, that was 10 minutes after a game, and we've got sure. a lot more to go the rest of the season to see if that theory is even plausible. All right, Jake Thompson on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. What what are the options with the running game, or do they have any? I mean, uh, Kiffin, and I kind of saw it as well, but, I, of course, I'm sitting up in the press box. I'm not a coach's mind, but Kiffin kind of said it twice Saturday and then to us last night uh, as he started these Sunday media availabilities that he felt that was the best quench on it. Look, had, or run hard, run his best. Uh, you know, he wasn't really that – 100% last week against Georgia Tech. He was a little bit obviously better this week, but I don't know what you do. This O-line that we've kind of talked about as returning, you know, I, I wasn't claiming they were all Americans, so to speak, but there was experience in return. But, you know, you've got a new coach there, and John Garrison, you made that switch in between the Egg Bowl and the Texas Bowl, but now they've had months and practices and time to, to kind of get that room together, and everybody has told us, you know, of course they're going to, that, that they like where things are and up front, but I don't know what it is with the run game. I mean, you couldn't get a run game going really against Mercer. You couldn't get it going against Tulane. You had flashes. Georgia Tech was the best, but it was really Jackson Dart. You don't want your quarterback to be that. You know, he's not supposed to be that. You're your leading rusher. You've got the reigning SEC, you know, rushing king right behind him. But 
for some reason, Quinshawn just hasn't got it going. I don't know if it's sophomore slump. I don't know if it's he is hurt and he's just still young and trying to figure out how to compartmentalize that and play at the same time and not, you know, maybe not run as hard a, into his lines or not, you know he's not really bouncing out much. He bounced out some Saturday and kind of made his own his own lane as he would last year. But he seems to be kind of sticking to whatever it's called. He's running it and doesn't really isn't making changes if he doesn't see something there. So, you know, it, it has been puzzling. Of course, you know, me included, I'm guilty. We hyped him up as, you know, getting a chance to be that Russian king a second straight year, and it hasn't really been there for him. And you know, time will tell as now he's going to get consistent top-tier defenses come moving forward till about late November. So we'll see if he's able to adapt and adjust. But right now, I think it's just – I think they're going to have to keep kind of banging their head against the wall or just running, running, running until they break one and find some find some kind of rhythm there. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's the latest on Michael Trigg, tight end? You know, until I was looking at snap counts last night, I didn't even know that he didn't take a snap. And I don't even think he took a snap on special teams unless I missed one somewhere in a punt or a kickoff. But, you know, that surprised me. I know pre-scoring was back, but he, you know, he made one good catch and he was kind of effective in blocking and stuff in the first half when, when the offense was, kind of, you know, chugging along a little bit better than it did the second half. But the fact they didn't use him at all was, you know, blew my mind. And I just didn't think it until I saw last night, you know, looking at the participation numbers. And so he's just been, he's just been a mystery in terms of the expectations and the return on the investment, so to speak. And, you know, I, I guess that's something we can ask, but we'll probably get the same kind of coach speak that we always get when we ask that kind of stuff. I don't think he was hurt. Nobody had any inkling that he was hurt. Uh, we saw him at practice last week. So, you know, I don't know if that was something they felt that pre-scoring was better against this defense and certain things. And Trick just, you know, still is trying to work on some of the blocking schemes or they just trusted pre-scoring more. We'll see what they do uh, come Saturday if they throw them out there against LSU. Hmm. All right, defensive side of the football. 
played pretty well. I thought Pete Golding had a, you know, a heck of a game plan. And granted, Bama, you you were at the game, so you didn't hear this, Jake. But Ross Tucker, the color analyst for CBS, said that talking NFL scouts, Alabama does not have a top 100 pick offensive skill player-wise in the draft, which is, you know, really hard to wrap your brain around. Kind of blasphemous at this point. Yeah. Compared to, to what Alabama's put out there. But but it was it was it was a better, no doubt, it, it was a better defense. Golding had him going. What was your you know, uh, Sunterine, uh, Sistrunk? I mean, you, you had some guys flying around. I guess you can build on that for LSU. Although Jaden yeah. Dan- LSU's got more pieces than Bama this year, but still you can build on that, right? Yeah, there's a, you know, if there was a gold star to be given out, it would be Golding in the defense. Just for they seem to be the the unit that was playing better for I'd say seventy five to eighty percent of the game until that fourth quarter, and just got worn down because they were out there for so much of those last two quarters. But no, I think Golden knew. You know, you felt he would have a plan. I mean, he was just there last year, and everybody can say things change, staffs changes, but they're still the same guy at the top of the tree at Alabama. And Golden knows how he thinks, how he operates, and and what he likes to do and not do, and. You know, I'm sure he knew that Milrow is not, you know, he isn't the guy. I mean, he's probably the guy now as with how he played. I'm sure he's the de facto starter moving forward. But they knew that that was an Alabama offense that had no identity. I mean, they for three games, it's the, it was the most kind of lost Alabama offense that probably any of us have seen in at least a decade. And Golding capitalized on that. He took advantage. Suntream Perkins played like a man motivated. I mean, I know Alabama wanted him. And Golding has even said when we talked to him that he wanted to be where Perkins went. So there was a lot of, you know, package deal type talk around that. And so I, he, I know he wanted to use Perkins as much as he could if Perkins was effective, and he was. And they had a great game plan of trying to contain Milrow. I mean, he still got some runs in the first half and, and made some plays. But they had him kind of on his heels, so to speak, and then they just couldn't keep it going in the second half. But I think Golding had a tremendous game plan. And, you know, you get us, you know, for the next three games, you've got a similar style attack of a quarterback who's going to run probably more than he may pass, especially with Jaden Daniels, who's good at that. And then KJ Jefferson, you know, he's, he's liked to run wild on these Ole Miss defenses for the past two years. So I think you can build on it because you've got a similar style signal caller these next two weeks as well. Okay. What do you make of the criticism on Lane? I mean, Ole Miss fans are not happy. Um, I mean, they were an underdog. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily a blowout. Um, the first half was competitive. Second half, you know, Bama took control. Um, what do you make on the fact that Ole Miss fans are exasperated over a loss at Bama? I think they felt and probably bought in just like the players did and Kiffin did uh, that they felt this was the year. They'd all, I mean, they'd all watch these first three Alabama games. I think it probably didn't help obviously when Kiffin does what he's going to do. And that he's going to do that wherever he is. He's not doing that just because he's at Ole Miss being cute with the tweets and all that. I mean, that's, that's what he does wherever he is. And, but they watched an Alabama team struggle in Tampa and be three, three at halftime. And then only basically be 10, three for most of the game against South Florida until they got that score and they were looking their lips and, you know, saw that that was a gettable game. And, 
you saw Ole Miss was having success now, you know, against their non-conference foes handily at times. So I think everybody just kind of got bought into it. And, you know, it's all – everybody enjoys the tweets and the quips and the sound bites to us and the coaches show and ESPN, whoever else he does interviews with. But then when the kickoff comes, you got to get the results. And this was one of those – you know, everybody kind of argues signature wins matter. No, you know, any win, you know, he just needs to win any game. But I think these SEC games are signature wins that he just doesn't have. That Tennessee game a couple of years ago was good, but that was a couple of years ago. You, you can't just say, oh, well, I've gotten one in three or four years. They want him to be like the Saban. They want him to be, you know, these consistently winning coaches, Kirby Smarts, where those are those are just another Saturday. Those aren't, a, oh, we got a win we haven't gotten in four or five years. And so when the results don't come, Everybody goes back, and I guess as as we say in this era, the receipts are brought out, and you say, "Well, you said all this, did all this, and then you go out there and you lose." Now, I, you know, I'm not completely offended by how they played or what their how it went. They held Alabama sure. 24 points. I mean, there's most games where Ole Miss couldn't hold Alabama to 24 points in a quarter at times. So, I mean, I think there's positives, but you know, it, it's knee jerk, it's fans, it's passion. We'll see how the week goes. It got a little bit better. Uh, you know, as the day went on yesterday and everybody kind of just watched NFL and went about their, their normal routines and weren't sitting there glued to, to Ole Miss 24-7 <laughs> like they are on Saturdays. Yeah, I got you. So nah. we'll see. But I, I will see if he keeps it up. And he doesn't really talk much. You know, I don't think he has that rapport with Brian Kelly, so maybe it's dialed down a little bit this week, but we'll find out in a couple hours. Okay. Um, do you go to the Do you go to Lane Kiffin's coaching show? Uh, I have tried to, but he does it at Bouray, and it, it gets packed quick there. So I usually just listen on the radio, or they stream it as well to watch. So I usually just watch it at home. Okay. I, I would think so. Um, is is he pretty engaging there at Bouray? He's, he's, you know, I I think he just, I don't, you know, his personality, and I'm, try, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze, but I've tried to think about this for years. I think there's certain things he just gets uncomfortable with. Doesn't hate them, just like we all do. We we do something, and it may not be our type of environment. Sure. Where where he he zooms with us via you know last night it wasn't a video aspect. We were just it's like a teleconference with just the local media, and it was ten minutes of him being much more talkative, much more open than he normally is. Uh, so I think there's just certain environments that maybe aren't his cup of tea, and he opens up. You know, uh, David Kellum does a great job of kind of getting him to open up and he loosens up throughout the night but it is uh, at the start i think he's just kind of especially now you know after a loss it may not be the most fun but he seems to to take it and you know you don't really get a lot of meat and potatoes you just get a lot of you know stuff to just make everybody kind of laugh if for an hour at the restaurant but it, uh, he doesn't hate them i just think he they're not his thing all the time huh Bouray, thursday night like yeah that uh Packed house, that does not sound like something Lane likes. No doubt. All right. Um, is it too early for a prediction from you? Is Ole Miss going to win this game? What do you think? You feel good about uh, it? You feel okay? You don't feel good? Where Where are we right now, Jake Thompson? Uh, from a professional standpoint, I wish that Arkansas-LSU game would have been at a slot that I could have watched it because it looks like it was interesting on both sides, so I didn't really get to see it. And so – I'd probably have a prediction, but I see Vegas is keeping it close at the moment, closer than I kind of expected. People were kind of, you know, shocked that the Tigers were favored. I expected them to be favored no matter what, even if on this one Saturday, just because I think there is, they, they, them and Bama are kind of the top in the West. Now, uh, 
I think it'll be close. It helps. Obviously, Ole Miss has them at home. They seem to play better with against LSU at home. So that's in their back pocket. Now, we'll see how motivated this team is throughout the week. But I think it's – I either say it's going to be close or I'm a – you know, or it's going to be bad the other way. I don't know if Ole Miss can pull away and control it all the way. It may be a close game. Okay. All right, Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Spirit on three sports. Joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Okay, man. Well, he was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I bet that Boo-Ray coaches show for Lane is exactly what he doesn't want to do. Um, Just because that's not his thing. As uh, quick-witted as he is on Twitter, yeah, he's got time to kind of construct his tweet, figure out what he wants to do. Um, but see, Twitter isn't as cute to Ole Miss fans like you, Jason, when you're not winning. Right. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it was the, the, that two-year run where he won both Egg Bowls, went 10-2, and two, beat LSU and A&M that year, mm-hmm. was... You know, it didn't matter. Whatever he tweeted was was fun and hip and cool and, you know, all that stuff for, for Ole Miss fans. And then now, I, we've got people on our text line, Ole Miss fans, who are like, I'm done. I'm tired of the Twitter. I'm, I'm tired of all that. You know, let's get focused and win games. Not that if you tweet six times in a week, it's taken away from your film study. But that's... That's how it. That's how it works. Yeah. Now, if he wins yeah. this weekend, he can tweet all day on Sunday, and y'all will love it, right? You'll well, bathe in it. I mean, if just the the biggest part would be the lather win. up. You know, woo! Lane's tweeting again. We won. <laughs> you know, right? Well, I mean, it'd be a it'd be a great win. That's probably one of the top three wins that you can get in the SEC right oh, now. Oh, yeah, no question. So. LSU's a good team. I don't know. I don't know who's great, but yeah, LSU. Yeah. You, you are right. LSU's a good football team. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, we'll, we'll be happier about the win. Maybe the 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 tweets are kind of cute every now and then. You know, it's funny when he he'll kind of connect with like Hasbula is that that small little Russian guy that everybody loves on social media that he's trying to get to come to Ole Miss for one of the games. Uh, so like, of course, he, so he's got to have another celebrity come into the fold. Of course, to make you feel. Awesome. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get I didn't Katie even know, Perry. I don't even know who that is. You don't, you don't know who Hasbula is? No. Wow, he uh, he erupted on the scene maybe a year ago. Okay. Is and, he a uh, comedian? No, he's just like a, he's basically like a personality. He's a small little Russian guy. He's got like a, a disorder that makes him, he's like 20 years old, but he's like maybe two feet tall. Okay. Um, and, but he went viral for like every time he would meet like an MMA person, like a big fighter, he uh, would like try to punch him. I stuff. got it. So Lane tried to get him to come to Oxford for one of the games. He they his buddies with Dana White. They've had some, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. So okay. they're they're like they've had a back and forth, and you know it's kind of like the whole Katy Perry thing when Lane was like, "Katy, please come back to Ole Miss." Yeah, for she the didn't even know where college Ole Miss game was. Day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, it, was it great to have her there? That was awesome. But yeah. you know, I don't think it's it, we got to win some more if we want to get another celebrity. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's all about getting another celebrity. Well, I mean, it just, you know, it stirs the buzz. That's what it does. I mean, people talk about, especially after Ole Miss did beat Bama that time that Katy Perry went, that just shot, that shot that whole experience through the roof. 
<laughs> Man, that was beautiful. Thank you. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> uh, this is great. He, say his name again. Hezbollah. 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 H a s b u l l. So he's a social media star. Pretty much, yeah. Like he, okay. it, it's just like he's like small, cute, and funny, okay. and you know okay. does does interviews and stuff. Uh, and Mr. DX says maybe Katy Perry can come back. Yeah, she has no idea where Oxford is. Um, but this is this is good. All right. Well, are you going? Uh, I will not be there. No, I I don't think so. I don't have a place to stay up there anymore. Hold on. Because how how can we be? Let, let, how much time? I don't have enough time. All right. <laughs> how, how can we be a fan? Because I'm a fan. How can we be a fan? And not go to the to the game. Well, I don't I don't have a place to stay up there anymore. You know, it's it's a five o'clock game, and you know I'd be driving back. And, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that, get just, out of there at eight thirty, maybe. Yeah, get back. Get home at eleven. Well, probably get out of there more, closer to nine. Yeah, traffic and everything. I, oh, and Highway Six is a bear. Fifty five that late at night. Yeah, and then, doesn't sound fun. You got to have a sober driver. Of course. Um, so that puts you at the house maybe at midnight. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And then but you, you should. You're young. All right. <laughs> is William Faulkner available? That's on the Ag Up Equipment text line. That is phenomenal. The Ag Up Equipment John Deere tractor text line. Well, the meltdown Monday is over. We went hardcore football today. Hardcore. We're going to start talking booze and food. Grill. You know. All that stuff. Now we're talking. Yeah. That was way, way too hardcore football. But the SEC Insider hit at 7.30 was pretty damn good. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. I hope you have a good Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.